It's like, man, like I had like last week, I like sneaky had me a good week. I was like on the verge of happiness at points. <laughs> I was outside Love that for the you. whole time. Yeah. <laughs> Weird luck. Go off, King. Brunch. Hit it, boys. Here comes the pizza. Ian Rapport. Hate to you hate to see it happen to one of the good guys, Ian Rapport. Cool, nice dude. But he got a here comes the pizza this weekend. <laughs> I uh, I'm a big fan of you uh appropriating here comes the pizza for like just It's mine. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I made it up. And it's so far rem- like everybody knows I think a lot of people a lot of people don't know what I was going to say like I bet a lot of people like we got a national audience I bet a lot of people have never heard here comes the pizza before I, I had to explain it on the Twitch channel once and then I proceeded to play the video and they're like that's the funniest thing I've ever seen yeah. correct it is and everybody around here knows it so it is a very infamous phrase around here uh here comes the pizza it's we're detached enough from the actual here comes the pizza thing that like you being able to like repurpose that is like within reason. Here comes the pizza happened when 2008, something like that. Yeah, around there. And that was that was one of the funniest live sporting <laughs> events I've ever seen in my life. If for folks who don't know, it was a uh, Boston Red Sox day game and. A pl- uh, somebody was interfering, a fan was interfering with the play, and someone didn't like what they were seeing, so they tossed a slice of pizza at them. And when they showed the replay of the whole shebang, Jerry Remy, the beloved Red Sox color commentator, uh, says, okay, watch, okay, uh, here comes the pizza. <laughs> <laughs> it is legitimately one of the funniest clips that I've ever seen in my life, because they just... Him and Don Arcillo, who is now like the best magic rapport, yeah, the be- the best uh, baseball announcer in the entire league, uh, just could not stop dying laughing after the "Here comes the pizza" comment. It was a unbelievable, hilarious sporting moment. I can't believe that someone hasn't done like I'm sure they have, like an oral, oral history, history of, of "Here comes, here comes the, the Pizza." <laughs> and I don't, like, what what would Remy's answer be though? Like, well, how did you? So you didn't like, think about when it. You said, "Here comes the pizza." Like, did you know that? Like, <laughs> yeah. that was it. That like, yeah, had it. No. Although I don't think like that. Guy, the guy recently, though, the, the pizza thrower, yeah. uh, recently resurfaced. Uh, uh, was he up to his old tricks? No, but like he gave his first interview in like twelve years. <laughs> he broke his silence. Yeah. He like did stay quiet for like twelve years, and then all of a sudden, a year or two ago, on a Red Sox broadcast, they just had him on. Wow. It was incredible. And it was like no harm, no foul, like statute of limitations it was like, had lapsed. Yeah, and it was like maybe even better than expected. Like it was f- somehow we waited 12 years to hear from this guy, and then we finally do, and it was worth the wait. He was so funny. What would happen now if some, if a fan threw a slice of There'd pizza? There'd be a big dis- a, like discourse on Twitter about right. like, that guy's an asshole. We can't right. we can't laugh at this. And then we would find out what the person who got uh, pizza thrown at them like what they said like wh- why they got laid off from like their like two jobs ago or something that's true and it would be a whole thing and both participants would be like i truly wish this didn't happen <laughs> like let's just all like the, the the pizza thrower would become famous and then get canceled yeah and here's here's uh the, the, p- the pizza th- <laughs> here's the pizza thrower the beloved pizza thrower uh we all love oh he's racist 
Right. Very cool. So, so, something terrible about the the pizza. Did you thrower. see? Uh, did you keep up with any of the uh, Sons and Four guy? Like oh, no. how hard? No, like he didn't get canceled, but like he just tried to uh, monetize his f- fifteen seconds of fame so hard. Yeah. Like he was like selling autographs. Interesting. He's like autographing uh, basketballs and like merchandise and stuff. The like, guy really wanted to cash in. Did did it work? I I mean. Probably to an stuff. extent. Like, depending on we make cool, money. Right. I might like check it out and yeah. see maybe in a couple of weeks if the, they've still got some left. Dip in there. <laughs> grab that Sons and Four autograph. On, on clearance? I, I might, I, I'm just going to take the two weeks to think about whether or not I want it. <laughs> and if I ultimately want it, then I should do, I should buy something that makes me feel good. And if I want that, if I want that autographed Sons and Four t shirt, and it's like, how much is he selling it for? Like $90? Maybe. It, let's, I'll have to see what the shipping situation is over Sleep there. Sleep on it. But the uh, Here Comes the Pizza was for Ian Rapport, who tweeted, just got dragged, most predictable thing in the world. But that's what, that's what uh, this type of Here Comes the Pizza is about. It's when you can see that everyone's about to be super mean to somebody on twitter or it's like i said that wrong like if somebody has said something that is going to set off a chain so you, whether a it, ratio whether it's offensive whether it's just something that will get a rise out like it's just like, like a here we go here, type thing yes you could say here comes the pizza on any darren rovell tweet <laughs> okay. well like he didn't like really harm anybody or do anything but it's like people are just gonna ratio him that's that's a good way of putting it but uh this was you could see this coming a mile away uh Ian quote tweeted a Tokyo Olympics post with Robert Quinn's sister wins gold. Very cool. Most uh, obvious. Here comes the pizza. I've seen him. Come on, life. man. We've we've been around too long for you for you to fall into that trap, Ian. So that's where that's where I obviously like she has a name and you like right. it, it's it's better to say the person's name. But uh, say I the person's name. Like comma right, this person's sister. There you go. <laughs> right, I understand. I, I it's not done maliciously on Ian's part. Right. He's got to think. He's a football writer. His audience my fan knows yeah. who Robert Quinn is. The audience might not know uh, his his sister. I did find it funny though. A lot, not necessarily funny, but interesting. It kind of um um appropriate for Twitter, I suppose. A lot of the responses are just like, she has a name, you ass, and that person doesn't say what the person's name is. So, it's like, do you know the per Like, like <laughs> educate him. Like, like right. let's help. Let's hey, Ian, be- love, would love to help you out here. Right. This is her name. I don't... Right, exactly. I don't... I, I've not known <laughs> Rap Sheet to be <laughs> a hater. Like... <laughs> he should go back and reply to all of them and be like, oh, yeah? What is it? Yeah. Yeah, the see then uh, like his. I wasn't being serious. I, I was but. gonna say I, I took his as like, uh oh, obvious misstep. I, yeah, right, like you can't be a dick afterwards. Like <laughs> yeah, right. right. You, you you could follow up and be like, hey, I made a mistake here. You're right. I should have phrased it this way. But if you come back and be like, I don't think you know her name either. I would respect him committing to the bit though, and then just be like, oh yeah, what's the name? I feel bad now. We've uh, I've not said her name. Uh, Jasmine, and she is. A uh, great Olympian. What sport? 
I believe. Hold, 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 hold. Uh, hurdles, I believe. Yeah, oh, nice hurdles. Hundred meter. I don't. I, I that, that doesn't do anything. That, that doesn't tell me anything. When if I think if that's the very that's quite short. That's, that's like a sprint. Hundred meters. I was thinking kilometers. <laughs> that would be a Canada. much different yeah, race. I was like <laughs> much different race. When do they start that race? <laughs> It's like a hundred. The, the hurdle is finishing it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Can you just move? Like you get to be in a car for part of it. So uh, we should have had Ian on first. I don't think he would have wanted to discuss this, but no, probably not. But probably like a lesson learned. I, I think, like we, you said, we've been on Twitter long enough that that's a trap to avoid. If you're, like, I mean, you oh. ha- you here come the pizza at him right after he sent it. Yeah, and so he probably should have seen that coming. Yeah, I wonder if you I- got pizzaed. Yeah, just a bunch of pizza emojis. <laughs> that would be awesome. Yeah, that would be a very great way for the uh, the podcast listen- listenership to confuse anybody that doesn't listen to the podcast. Oh, just like be so dropping weird. pizza emojis, then, like a pizza thing. <laughs> yeah, be like what does that mean? What do you? So I I was fell victim of that today. One of my friends texted me in a group text and was like, "DJ, are you okay?" And I was like, "You need to follow. I'm not, I'm yeah. not the person to do that too. Like, I'm gonna have a heart attack over that." And he was like, "Philip Rivers said he wouldn't rule out playing football this season or something like that." Oh. And I was like, "No, you can't do. That. No, <laughs> right. I'm not. I'm not the, I'm not the save your bullets. Yeah. I'm not the. Yeah, you can't that." I, I was like, you have ruined I, the rest I, I was, of my day. Yeah, now. I was waiting for like terrible news <laughs> that like I didn't know about or something. But I, I don't, I don't want to keep this whole thing negative. But uh, Matt Damon also got his ass kicked this week. I mean, I, I actually, for I was, reason. I was completely unplugged from this entire, uh, entire weekend, and I logged onto Twitter for the first time this morning, and I, and I was like. Oh no! Yeah. It said like Matt Damon like insists that he never said the F slur, and I was like, "Oh, brother!" <laughs> like, how did how did you get there? Yeah, James? I was like, "Oh no!" Uh, and then I read the story, and I was like, "Oh, he definitely said it." Yeah, like, he admitted that he said it. What do you? What? Like, do you, what he, who are you fooling? <laughs> mo- terrible. Uh, for first of all, I'm just. I couldn't believe. I read it so many times. I'm like, there's no way. Somebody who somebody a like a well-intentioned person, which has always been like Matt Damon's always been on the liberal side of things. I'm not saying that like you have to be liberal to be well-intentioned or whatever, but like I'm saying like I, Matt Damon's always he seemed like one of the like, good guys, right? It I don't know people who I don't consider well-intentioned to use that word right recently. So I read it so many. I was like, he no, he didn't. He said he said he did though. He he, <laughs> he just like said volunteered that, that like, he was like he yeah still he was, uses that word. Well, he was like talking about I like I guess in the New York Times thing that came out a, a couple months ago, a month ago or something. He like said that uh, he u- used it in a joke or something, and then yeah, like his daughter was like, like three you months can't ago. say that. He said his daughter wrote a treatise, which I had to look up that word. Don't know. Yeah, I didn't no know idea. That, yeah, it just meant like it just means. Hold on, let me double check. I have to look it up again. Uh, I just uh, I took it. I, I made assumptions, context used context clues. clues, and said that it was like a strongly worded letter. Or a something. written work dealing formally and systemically with the subject. So like his daughter, like not like, that you need dear to Matt academically Damon. break it down, but like broke it down of like here's why 
that word's not being said in this household. Yeah. Love that from a do- from a child to a father mm-hmm. saying like as long as I'm living under your roof, this will not be tolerated for something that like the parent needs to knock yeah. off. Got like an okay boomer letter. Love that out of the <laughs> love so like heroes overstatement, but like <laughs> love that out of Matt Damon's kid. But I couldn't believe that and then he and then he followed up and was like, "Oh, I didn't. I uh, definitely didn't say it." Like, and then then he gets into the whole weird thing. It's like, dude, like you're from Cambridge, Massachusetts. Like you obviously grew up like we yeah. like the nineties. Like you have said that word before. But my thing is like I just am astonished that he said he said it in the last. Yeah, but ten I, years, thir- twenty years, like I don't like. I'm astonished that he he went on record and like gave that whole story, which is like a very nice story about like his daughter teaching a lesson or yeah. whatever. And then he was like, came out this time and was like, "Oh no, I, I I think it was misinterpreted what I was saying in the last interview. I I haven't used it even as a joke. I mean, my my mind was I I don't have any like silly commentary on this like, other than just my mind is blown." It's Matt Damon would again m- mainly just that. And look, look if, if he's like, I used to say that word and I'm done with it and I've learned why right. it's terrible, like way too late or like way later <laughs> right. than I would expect it. Should have arrived at that station a long time ago, certainly. But like, if you've changed, then shit, better late than, than right. never. But astonishment that. <laughs> Matt Damon, who has given like eloquent quotes about important things, is like, oh yeah, I just you, I just casually use like one of the worst words all the time, and I didn't get that why it was a big deal, and then my daughter pointed it out for me, and like I get it now. Like, how have you had pr- productive conversations right. and that's never come up? It's a uh, pretty uh, pretty stunning, stunning. So um, that was a tough thing to like to to be like, okay, I'm back on the grid today. And I, I look like I look, Matt Damon. I, yeah, right. And I just opened that one up and I'm like, ah shit. Glad that we've aligned ourselves with Ben Affleck. Yeah, I suppose. I'm yeah, nothing really nothing came out about Affleck during that. Interesting. Nope. Like no statement from him. He nope. did. What is he supposed to say though? I mean he was very supportive uh in the May twenty nineteen May no in the May cover of InStyle. I <laughs> know I'm just rehashing uh, old the, Affleck stuff. The but, last like the last quote I feel like we got from Ben Affleck, other than it's me, was in the May issue of InStyle, where he commended Jennifer Lopez. Oh, that's for, right. Like just work being ethic. dope at everything. Yeah, work ethic. But that was really planting seeds. So that was the last official word we got from Ben Affleck, which was like. I'm trying to smash folks, and then he goes back off the the grid, and he says, "Nice computer." His suckmydick.com. Oh my god! And then Matt Damon brought up in like his apology, he was like, "I know." He was like, "I I have said it in a movie." And you're like, "Okay, Matt Damon, stop!" Like, I think like, I think what you need to do all the time is to know, right exactly. It. It's like I think what you need to do is. Understand it's a harmful word. Not say it anymore. Not make it like not make jokes about it. We don't need to learn about every time that you've said it. About like your your long life of saying it. Your connection to it. Yeah, we do not want people that when people think of like hate speech, 
we don't you don't want Matt Damon <laughs> to be like are you Matt Damon are you here you, are you getting this? And he's like, I'm going to give just two quick more interviews. Oh, I, I just I, remembered two other times when I said it. I would just like to address those. Matt Damon. Uh, not a great not a great little stretch for, for Matt Damon. And just a pure astonishment. Pure astonishment. Let's cleanse the palate now. Mm-hmm. Talk about Ted Lasso. Okay, great. <laughs> What's like a nice way to rinse off the what the hell Matt Damon then with Lasso? I've been watching you I'm, up on on Lasso. I'm not fully caught up. I'm one episode behind, but uh, yeah, I'm I I binged it in a day like a week ago. And how mad were you? Did you know that it that they don't give you the lump sum? Oh, that like they release it in weekly installments. Yeah. No, I like that. I so I like it too, yeah. but I didn't know that until okay. I sat down. It is tough because it's a super bingeable show. I watched it in one night. Yeah, uh, the first season. And so, like, then realizing that I have to go week by week it was was kind of like a tough change of pace. Yeah. But I do like being able to look forward to TV once a week. I wanted to give Roy Kent the biggest hug after the first episode of the season. The, uh, uh, what happens in... He tells, uh, hold on. What, um, what's the owner's name? Uh, Rebecca. Yeah, he tells her. So they go on a double date, and he gives some like, oh, it's like the thing with Ted Lasso is every episode there's like a a message, kind of calm, like a like a not too deep message, but one that we could probably stand to hear as we're all so miserable and angry at each other. Oh yeah, he was like he was like uh, and it's don't basically settle. just like don't settle, yeah. which is like a very obvious message, but sometimes people need to hear that and. I don't know. I feel like I'd have to go back. I feel like Roy Kent isn't always like the message deliverer in the episodes. He's like he's always like the uh he's abrasive, but like he is always sort of like a moral compass, I guess. Yeah. We should you know what? We should do like a a guide to the messages in Ted Lasso and just like go back through the episodes be like what is the message of this episode? Um because a lot of them is like go easy on yourself. Um, like be a goldfish. People, uh, what's that? Be a goldfish. What's that? Have a very short memory. Is that what he says? Yeah, he he tells uh he tells one of the players like, hey, we gotta be a goldfish. It's the animal with the shortest shortest uh memory. Is that because they have the shortest life? Could be. (laughs) Be a goldfish. Die tomorrow. Yeah, that would be tough. I thought that oh no elephants remember everything. Elephants, yeah. They, I my first skateboard was a um, an elephant. Yes, it was way easier than <laughs> no wheels. It was. Uh, did you ever? Were you ever into skateboarding? Yeah. Nice. Not good at, at it. A couple of Olympians. Yeah. Oh, couldn't do anything. No, but I would. I would cruise around like the uh, the driveway and then fall down. I wouldn't even get to falling down. Okay. I would uh, just kind of take a few strides. I think I could do a I could do one move and it was like a not necessarily an advanced move but like three steps ahead of any of the other moves I like I couldn't I I don't think I could properly do like an ollie but, but for could, whatever like, reason I could do flip. like a 180 kickflip or something <laughs> like where I would like turn to or like 90 degree no 90 degree would be hilarious <laughs> uh I think I could do like a a 180 kickflip or something okay and my friends like my friends could actually do like a bunch of the things, but they were like, "You, 
how come like what what's wrong do do an ollie now and I was like, I, I can't. I would just like. It's like, no, I'm, I've already cruised past the. We're, we're past that station. Exactly. We're, we're two. We're two roads ahead. Right. So that was the only move I could do. But my skateboard was, I believe, a zero. Okay. Yeah, that was my deck. Sorry, mm-hmm. that was the skateboard. Is a as we know as skateboarders, collection of everything. That's right. You want to know a cool thing what that kind I, of trucks did you have? No, no clue. Well, I, you want to know a cool thing that I did though? Like, I didn't realize that how how expensive skateboards were when I was a kid, mm-hmm. and so I like got one. I got like a, a very cheap one mm-hmm. that was not good, and since it didn't have the the deck art that I wanted, I printed out pictures from my computer of things that I liked, and then I just taped them on the bottom of the skateboard. Uh, that is so efficient. I love that. I had a. Uh, I can remember one thing that is so random. I had a picture of Brett Boone. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. For some reason I used to love Brett Boone. I was I was you know, I was a Joey Cora guy myself. Okay. So like we just liked decent uh middle, middle infielders, infielders on yeah. the Mariners. Well I was a second base uh second baseman, so I think that I just like really appreciated Brett Boone for being like the only star second baseman that I could think of in that like era. And yeah. then the Aaron Boone thing happened, and then I was like, okay, I can't like this guy anymore. Remember when, when uh, I'll finish my thought on the elephant thing. Uh, it was a zero, and it said, it was a big elephant on it, and it said, never forget. <laughs> oh. And I was like, I just had no idea what that meant. But I also didn't know how to skateboard, so it all worked out. Did you have good bearings? No. I think I had trash bearings. Mm. I was like... I'm, I'm trying to think. I like, still lose where my did bearings I, where all the time. Where did I get the money for these? <laughs> these, these it's so expensive. was expensive. Very expensive. And I feel like everybody would be able to just like upgrade their skateboards yeah. by selling their parts to somebody else. Like I remember I really? bought my wheels off of somebody and I'm like, but how did this start? Like did, did was everybody just like gifted like a bunch of a starter skateboards deck? to begin with? And I don't know. Yeah. I, um, I don't know what became of... I'm sure I sold my skateboard for like $15 and then bought a CD with it or something. Sounds about right. CDs were so much better than skateboards. Should we like learn how to skateboard as adults? <laughs> like that would be a, a sweet like YouTube series or My something. My guy, I had been blading daily. I've noticed. I, I've been blading my freaking face off. I've So I've put up like a couple of uh, posts on social media about rollerblading. It has taken and i'm not like a oh gotta put this on the gram like kind of guy uh i'm just more like if i'm on my computer i'll tweet some nonsense i'm not as crazy on the the gram it it has taken everything from me to not post every second of my rollerblading (laughs) fun your journey on instagram okay because it's Everything, it looks like a good time. It's so fun. It's just you're just outside your fo- uh, when you're not on your phone. You're just focused on. I haven't just done what's it yet. Ahead of you, dude. It's I, awesome. I have. I bought them like a month and a half, two months ago, and I haven't gone yet. I had a conversation with someone the other day about like how overstimulated we are and how few things there are. Like when you find like the the few things that don't involve you having like a second screen going or whatever is like man like i had like last week i like sneaky had me a good week i was like on the verge of happiness at points <laughs> i was outside love that for the you whole time yeah 
weird luck. Go <laughs> off, King. But I was outside constantly, just blading, 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 take a little break, get back to blading, and it, it brought me some, some minor joy. I played basketball. What? That was crazy. Yeah. Look at me, though. By bragging. yourself? <laughs> yes. <laughs> no, uh, with some, some pals. And afterwards, I was like, remember when this is like... Like, this is just what you did? This is what you did. Yeah. Because like, we, we played we played a game of 21, and we were just, like, dying. And we were taking, like, constant water breaks, like, in the middle of this game. <laughs> and I was like, we would play like just a game outside Three games day, in a row. Then go inside, goof around on Napster, come back outside, and just play more games. Yeah. Those were the Washed, days. Washed, man. Yeah. Um, I, uh, I was packing... Uh, last week and i found my baseball glove upstairs and i was just like is it weird to just ask a fellow adult to be like hey you want to have a catch no i was thinking that it would be an awesome thing to do to just have a catch i was going through old pictures the other day and there was a, i had a picture on my phone of me with the baseball glove and i was like when was i playing baseball recently and it was from uh, me and Gary Tangway shooting a scene from uh, a league of their own. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. And I was like, I absolutely wasn't playing baseball. I don't know what I would do. I saw a video uh, Jared Carabas posted of him getting, he was like playing in a baseball game. Yeah. And he got hit by a pitch. Yeah, it doesn't seem like fun. F I don't, I know, no that. interest in that. No interest in that, but I'm definitely down to have a catch and be like sore for a week straight after that. You're saying like, but you're not interested in like getting hit by a pitcher. You're no. saying like you're not interested in playing a baseball game. Zero interest in a baseball game. Yeah, I'm more interested in like having a catch or going to the batting cages. I'm I'm interested in like having. I barely want an at bat. <laughs> okay, I'm I'm more interested in like the pieces of of the thing without being the whole thing. Yeah, catch would be cool. I could, yeah, I could. I'm surprised we didn't do that when we went to the uh, the baseball field. I say this with whatever respect or disrespect is meant towards both of us. I am not surprised. <laughs> that That's fair. We went to a baseball field for like three hours, and never it, the, the thought of playing baseball never even crossed our mind. <laughs> we did take a picture at home plate. Yeah, holding we, we, a baseball. Yeah, we. I feel like we made some like baseball jokes. I think like we we understood we were that too. we were. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we understood. We had spatial awareness. We knew where we were and I, what was like the society's expectation of us. And I think. like we're not doing that. Yeah, but it, but it wasn't even like a. I don't even think we were like. What if we go to a baseball field and don't play baseball? Like there's just never even the the possibility of playing baseball. Or having a catch never crossed our mind. I wouldn't hate do having a catch. I like having a catch with a football every now and then. I'm more of a baseball guy. <laughs> I like to do I get bored after like three or four tosses back and forth. And then I just let her rip. And, uh, <laughs> oh, no. It like, goes like shankopotamus. <laughs> Absolute shankopotamus. <laughs> I can just imagine like your friends being like, all right, we'll, we'll have a catch. Yeah. Please don't fucking punt it. It's always like a mindless like, thing, though. I and then, like, plan on doing it. Just, thirty seconds in, just bah, we specifically asked you not to punt the ball. For a second, I was decent at punting. For a second, I could see you being a punter. You're weird enough to be a punter. I, yeah, I could have been. I, I see you like being the guy who is just like 
being a punter is my dream. You know, whereas like people, a lot of other people just kind of like fall into it. Right. You people. I actually wouldn't even say that. There are like punting camps. One of really? my friends back in the day was, oh yeah, he like knew all the punters in the NFL and everything. And I was like, oh, well, like you're a big football fan, huh? And he was like, well, kind of. He was like, but I was like a punter in high school. I was like, oh, cool. So like, what? What? Why does that mean? You know all of these guys? And he was like, oh, because like you like if you take punting seriously, like they do have like these punting like academies and everything. And I, I, it's not crazy, I guess. Like I similar guess to not. how they do that with they like the Peyton Manning camps and everything. I just assume like, that like if like, you end up as a punter, you're just like oh, I'm doing this because oh, I kind. No, I think that that's kind of a. I think that's like a kind of. But I also jock mentality you're taking n- towards not it. really, but because I feel like a lot of the times like punters don't like love football. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I think that they just like punting. <laughs> yeah, I um. Steven Goskowski was a big hockey hockey guy. I don't know if he necessarily preferred hockey, but he was a he was a hockey guy. Keith Folk, I do believe, preferred hockey to the sport he played. Really? Oh, you didn't know that? No. Oh yeah, the to recruit I was annoyed last week when the Bruins signed so the Bruins signed some guys and It's the best way to put it for sure. <laughs> That is that is your authentic hockey uh, <laughs> podcast. That's not him forgetting the names. That that's is him giving you the scoop. <laughs> that's right. Uh, so they signed some guys, and uh, Nick Foligno, one of the players they signed, said, "I don't know if he was asked it or if it came up or whatever." He said, uh, "You know, Bergy, Patrice Bergeron, Bruins captain, texted me or something or called me, and like we talked about like what it's like to play in Boston and everything." And the Bruins tweeted it out with like the screen grab of the quote or whatever, like this big art off the quote and wrote uh, captain recruiter. And I was like, no, <laughs> like that's not like the love Patrice Bergeron. And like, I think Bergeron would say like, that's not why he signed here. Mm-hmm. Like he got a good contract. There was a opportunity here with David Krejci's situation being up in the air. Uh, if you know anything about Nick Foligno and like his family got strong ties to Boston, given the, the hospitals, like lo- he like, loves the city of Boston and the team from Boston gave him a good contract. Right. It was probably more that than any it's a r- business rooting. decision. Right. So then that led to a conversation about um, when athletes are like, quote unquote, recruited by the, the players versus when they're just throwing a lot of money. And I, I was like, I do remember Bobby Orr called Keith Folk to talk him into pitching really? the Red Sox. Yeah. Wow. And the Red Sox gave him a huge contract. But yeah, Keith Folk, huge hockey guy. That's that's awesome. Yeah, oh, I was a I loved Keith Folk back in the day. Yeah, same. This was like post Brett Boone uh <laughs> Close, Joey Cora type of love. Yeah, probably Five years later, three, four, five years. I was later. big into uh, Keith Folk when he was uh, on the A's. Same dude. Mm-hmm. He won uh, AL Fireman of the Year. AL Fireman of the Year. Yeah. Is that a reliever award? I believe so. Yeah. Let's see. Fireman of the Year. Oh, uh, presented by Rollades, I think. Rollades Reliever of the Year because Rollades provides relief. So now, okay, but at one point it was called. Because Fireman of the first of closers the were nicknamed Firemen, uh, the, the award was first sponsored by the... Uh, at some point... That seems like stolen valor. 
Yeah, right. So I, my, my guess is it was called Fireman of the Year, and they maybe changed it within the last 10, 15 years or something. They were like, nah, it's... We don't need to call like them a, a first responder. Yeah, right. Like, again... <laughs> Although I guess when you think about it, like, relief pitchers... are the last are f- responder. No, closers are the last responder. Oh, relief sorry. pitchers are the first responders. Okay, so Rollade's relief man, does that go to a... But it goes to a closer, right? Let's well, see. I mean, I would assume that closers get the most glory, so they probably right. always get the relief... This Wikipedia page is talking to me like I'm five. (laughs) Let me tell you. It says, the Rollades Relief Man Award was an annual Major League Baseball award given to blah, 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 blah. Won the American League, won the National League. Relief pitchers enter the game after the starting pitcher is removed. That's outdated. I know. That's outdated. Now you got, now you got, uh, like, uh, openers. Openers, that's right. That's right. So, sometimes relief pitchers begin the game. That's right. Did we ever get into baseball? I can't remember. Like this year, like, am I actively interested in baseball? Yes. You have to remind me. Yeah, we are thinking too this year. Oh, that's true. Right. It's been a while since I've watched a baseball game, but yeah, I'm still thinking too. Did we talk about it's been a while and how Aaron Lewis played it twice? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what a what a what a nutty fellow that guy is. So that's Ted Lasso talk. <laughs> Hopefully, we didn't spoil too much. That's Ted Lasso talk. Did you watch the? Uh, did you watch the? Uh, Woodstock doc. I did not. Was heavily persuaded into watching it by speaking to anyone I know. Really? All anyone is talking about is that Woodstock. When doc. did it come out? Recently. It's a Bill Simmons thing. I did not. Oh, know really? That. Yeah. Wow. So it's weirdly gone. enough, I uh, I was in Buffalo this past weekend, and we were at a bar on Sunday, and just like the uh, Red Sox Yankees thirty for thirty was on TV at the bar. I was like, this is very weird to be like in New York seeing the Red Sox 30 for 30 six days in October. Oh, true. Very strange. It's cool, though, being in New York if like there's anything going on Yankees Red Sox wise. Not in Buffalo. Yeah. (laughs) Would Buffalo, would they they be Blue Jays fans? Yeah, I think so now. Yeah. Because they're not. Got to think they're not Yankees fans. They're not Sabres fans. That's oh, right. that's right. Getting a little dig at the Buffalo Sabres. They're having a uh, yeah. I think I think that they like may have adopted the Blue Jays because of the uh, like the COVID Cooler thing. Hats. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Although, no, who, are Yankees hats cooler than Blue Jays? Yeah, Yankees hats are very cool. Yankees hats are, are they 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 might be rushed, but more, Mets huh? could be in that discussion too. Love Mets hats. But like no 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 but like Yankees hats are cooler than Mets hats. Of course, yeah. Yan- Yankees hats are probably Rushmore. They're probably Yankees hats are there with like Canadians and Leafs jerseys and what else is cool? The Mighty Ducks jersey I'm currently looking at. I, I really right. like like the the sand colored Anaheim Ducks jerseys though. Ew! I was like, "What?" We've talked. We had to have spoken about that at some point. Like the most outrageous move a franchise has ever made is going from the coolest, <laughs> the white, coolest branding ever. Teal, yeah, to uh, best logo, best jerseys. Everybody unanimously was yeah. like, "These are awesome!" All right, we're changing it to a bad logo, <laughs> but don't worry if you're worried. Like, oh, they're going to change the colors. We are to sand, <laughs> black and sand. sand. <laughs> And the at the beginning they did the um the now they have like the the webbed foot D yeah. at the beginning it, they literally spelled out Anaheim Ducks across the entire middle of the jersey and they immediately won the Stanley Cup in them. Yes, oh, <laughs> it's gross. so terrible. Gross. How many times do you think 
in like the presentations or the pitches for when they were designing that, do you think the word sand was said and met with like a silent like like a oh, I can do not, sand. Not bad. <laughs> Where are we? Have a lot of beaches here. I think sa- oh maybe that is I I was gonna Google like is there any connection there? But I think it's because of the beaches. I know that they have been getting really uh, in on orange because of Orange County. Ooh. Aren't you glad I brought up Jersey stuff? You <laughs> taught me something there, bud. There you go. That's very cool. So that's um, that's Ted Lasso. <laughs> Ted Lasso cool. Talk Part 2. Ted Lasso Talk. Oh, man, you don't know what happened. That- so you haven't seen the most recent episode. I haven't seen the most recent episode. you don't even know what happened in it. I don't. That's how that works. Some stuff happens in Okay. It. I hope so. I'll say Ted's kind of tested. They test him and... You- Wouldn't be the first time. Yeah. Tested quite a bit in season one. He does face a lot of adversity. That's right. I mean, like... On and off the Everything's field. working against him. On and off the field. I, li- I really like the way that they approached, like, his uh, his wife. Yes. And, like, the, their divorce. That was, like, one of my favorite messages. Yeah. It was thing. like, hey, you don't have to have, like, a... Uh, every, there doesn't have to be a bad person here. Sometimes it just doesn't totally. work out. That That's been... That's been a mindset I've had with most things because it's so easy to just be like and maybe that's how people cope with certain things and i'm not just talking about like relationships i'm talking about um any change like work what whatever changes someone might go through like it's easy to be like oh well that's bad and whatever i'm doing now is automatically better like clear villain right that's probably it probably makes it easier to get through things and everything but there's a very good chance that Especially if it's something like a relationship. They're like, you're both good people. You like right. each other for a reason. If you have it a child, you want to save each out. other's lives. Yeah, yeah. It, it didn't work out, but you, you, don't, you don't need to hate each other. Um, but I, I mean, I didn't expect it to be that heavy. No. Everybody was just like, Ted Lasso, it's so refreshing, it's so refreshing. There are like a few like pretty, uh, pretty um, like tough, testy subjects that they go over. Like yeah. the, uh, like the, his anxiety attack at, yeah. at the... the the bar like that was something and then like uh obviously like going through the divorce both him and his wife and uh rebecca and her well like that's a real like if you want to see there is a piece of shit on the other end yeah yeah. Uh, yeah, i'll clarify a lot of times there is a a bad guy in it um and I, i just love how they handled that like rebecca was like did like a a lot of horrible things, unforgivable things, right? Like very easy to for yeah. Ted Lasso to be like, "This is a terrible person," yeah. but he kind of be- like just believed in in her. Yeah, that's so. I I know I just sound like a dummy. Basic. It's like, like it's hard Ted not Lasso. to be like sappy and yeah. like. But he's it's cute. Yeah, <laughs> he's a. It's it's hilarious. It that hasn't show. cost him yet. It's hilarious that a show that good has like come out of a uh, NBC Sports like I know segment thing. I know it was like a little quick little thing. Yeah, it's un- it's unbelievable. I I remembered seeing that back in the uh, like a couple years ago. How many? Somewhat odd number of years ago when like promoting the EPL. Ah, so I remember I didn't being like, know "What it was back then?" Yeah, that's right. And now it was born out of that. It's hilarious. Wow, did. You didn't watch any of the Gold Cup, did you? Uh, no. It's where they, according to a 
now frequently retweeted news telecast the u.s men won the the world cup <laughs> yeah that's hilarious um but shout out the u.s men's national team did not i was gonna i wouldn't say did not see them being more successful this past week than the women's national team because i don't want to pit them against each other but um yeah like u.s won gold goes against the trends that's for sure right right that's yeah. Right. yeah i was like I, I was like i don't i'm going down a road now where i'm just like gonna be mean to the men's <laughs> national team for not being like the machine that uh the women's national team is but i didn't uh i was gonna stay up till four to watch the game that they lost i didn't so now i get to pretend it didn't happen very cool i haven't watched any of the olympics really I've uh, I've watched some of it. I got to do some Olympic shows. Last. Yeah, I did see that. I did see that. I didn't actually see it, but I did sure. see through you that you were doing that. It was like very uh, newsy, broadcastery type of thing. Yeah, and you did. Didn't you do? I saw a picture. There was skateboarding in the background. There was a, yeah, right. It was like a thing. You are a skateboarding reporter now. Yeah, I was like so, something was something along the lines of like skateboarding is a way to kill like i kind of wikipedia rollades relief manned it like skateboarding is like this dope ass cool thing and like people loved it and tony hawk blah blah now Never it's forget the here's naoko funayama and hell yeah tossed to our friend naoko funayama who's there what a, what a and, dream like, it, was awesome. it was the best one of my life i asked them afterwards i was like hey can you clip me just saying here's naoko funayama and then like naoko talking so i, I and they were like uh, there's um like legal reasons why with like Olympic logos and stuff they're like you're not allowed to really share it and I was like well just play it back for me <laughs> just let me see it please let me relive this dream that yeah. I've been working towards my entire life I like miss Nako so bad Ron Swanson like eat that steak in front of me <laughs> I you normally hate watching myself but same I but like she was saying that um. All the various like NBC places tossed to that package in like a million different. So like a bunch of different people had to do like the. Here's Nako Funayama. I just want and a super like, cut of no a bunch one was of beaming like <laughs> yeah. I was though. I just want a super cut of people uh, tossing to Nako. Yeah, Nako's the greatest, and she does sidelines for. The, so she, our friend Nako Funayama, longtime Bruins uh, rinkside ice level reporter. Now she does it for the Revs and. She is the coolest person in the world. Absolute goat. For sure. Goat stuff. Um, we talk about Here Comes the Pizza? We did. You, uh, we, got ta- we got talking about the Woodstock documentary and then somehow didn't talk about it at all. Eh, Nako came up. Nako is better. Um, it's solid. It's horrifying. It's HBO, right? Yeah. Okay. It's it's tough. Like that, It should like come with a trigger warning because like, I, everybody knows that Woodstock 99 was a disaster and i don't want to i won't give stuff away because i want you to watch it but um my memory of it you did, did you i you have like followed along I, with it i remember like seeing Maybe it on like the news yeah i remember seeing it on the news and remember it like everybody talking about it and how much of a disaster it was i don't remember like details of it so my memory of it was it was woodstock 99 and all these places like that was the first way i heard of like Actually, I'd, I'd probably. I've heard of I've, I've heard of the regular Woodstock like, yeah. like 
after Woodstock 99. I, so like, I, Woodstock entered my vocabulary and my brain through 99. Definitely. For either 99 or 94, one of those... Uh, one Like, a 90s Woodstock is what put Woodstock on the map for me as well. But I just knew that it was, like, the thing where all the rock bands were playing and the MTV was, like, covering it and... It looked so cool because Limp Bizkit and Korn and Metallica and everybody was there, Offspring. And then I just remember the last night, everything was on fire. And I remembered it being because it was too hot and they weren't properly prepared and they charged too much for water. And like some of those things are definitely true, but like I didn't know that it was like beginning to end, like legitimate nightmare stuff like i said like it like that 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 documentary should like come with a a a trigger warning because awful shit was going on it was just like the height of like people we 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 talk like pop with pop culture stuff of like man like when we watched chasing amy we were like man dudes in the dudes in the 90s were the worst but like you watch this shit and you're like holy god like how any any of the shit that they show in this documentary you're like if you saw dudes being this violent and this aggressive and this like horrible with like no consideration for i was say like anyone but themselves but like all, like all they want is it's like the, the it's like the purge out there it's horrifying, but Jesus. you're like, if, if any of this, because like we've been to music festivals, right? And like, everybody's very oh nice my, and right. like it's nothing <laughs> yeah. but like positivity and like everybody's having the best time of their lives, right? Yeah. Everyone's supporting each other, and I was like, I don't know, like I, I everyone was saying like you got to watch the Woodstock documentary, it's crazy, you got to watch it, it's crazy, and I just had my memory of that's what it was, and then seeing it and seeing how chaotic it was, it's like. It, like, man, you'll be shook watching that. But they have uh, a lot of uh, a lot of good people on it. Steve Hyden, oh, very cool, is like a prominent voice in it. Okay, I do you know who Dave Mustaine is? No, guitarist and lead singer of the band Megadeth. His kind of claim to fame is that, I suppose. But his story is he was. I don't know if he was the original lead guitarist, but he was like the first real lead guitarist for Metallica, and they kicked him out right before they blew up. Okay. And his life has been like a tortured, depressed mess out of it. And like like really angry, real like his music's really angry. Like he's just like a very kind of sad That's a tough thing to overcome. Yeah, <laughs> and especially like as a metal musician which has like so much uh aggression but i just always like remembered and i was like a megadeth fan and everything but i was even like back before like being feeling bad for someone was a thing you just like felt terrible that like he clearly carried this burden like he like wasn't he clearly was like never over it but he's in this documentary and he's like i hadn't heard of from him in a long time and now he's like an old guy and this like person that's always been known as like super angry and like, like super sad, yeah, uh, is like this kind of like funny old guy. Like, he's <laughs> like 
he he's talking about they talk about Metallica versus Napster and everything. So of course they want like a quote from him about it, like talking shit about Lars Ulrich. And I'll, I'll let you see it, but he's just so funny. He's like, "Oh, dude, I, I gotta watch myself. You gotta make, <laughs> make sure I uh, I don't say anything I'm gonna <laughs> regret here." And I'm like, oh. "Angry Dave Mustaine is like a sweet, silly old man." <laughs> so that I mean, that's like the only part you. The only time you smile during that is it uh is it like a one shot documentary uh like cup like couple hours or is it uh like a series? This is part of a series that he's doing, but it's similar to the Britney thing where like it's, oh, it's, it's like a, a one standalone okay. thing, but it's part of a bigger thing. But it definitely, I think this is installment one. Okay, it, I mean everybody's talking about it. Everyone's seeing it. So good job planning wise from from bill simmons wow okay yeah i feel like what a what what a negative episode i feel like we <laughs> talked about how people got in hot water got yeah. a nice little break we had Tesla, ted, lasso. ted lasso talk i feel like yeah t- ted lasso is strong enough to bring vibes up even if you, you get them super low so hopefully this wasn't a super depressing episode but um uh, yeah there are they're all depressing episodes in some way shape or form oh yeah definitely yeah so you, you take take it or leave it. Yeah, we love you. 